This episode is brought to you by NordVPN. Listen up, nerds. No. Good evening, Mr. and Mrs. America, from border to border and coast to coast and all the ships at sea. What? Hello, friends. Do you have a computer? Of course you do, because it's not 1987. Hell, you're listening to this on some kind of computer right now. But do you have a VPN? Oh, (laughs) what's a VPN, you ask? Well, my friend, a VPN is a virtual private network and it offers two key benefits. Enhanced privacy and security online. But VPNs do a lot more than that. VPNs shield your IP address, change your browsing location, and make online life easier. It's all about safety and security, my friends. But, like everything else in life, it's also about watching TV. Don't let your paid subscriptions go to waste. I use NordVPN to access my home content while I'm traveling. Wink, wink. Plus, secure your connection on public Wi-Fi in airports, hotels, cafes, anywhere you go when you're traveling. There's over 6,300 servers in 111 countries, and you can find a nearby server for the best VPN speeds. NordVPN is easy to use. Connect with one click or enable auto-connect for zero-click protection. And it's got amazing speed. NordVPN is one of the fastest VPNs out there. And with just one NordVPN account, you can use it on six devices. It supports every major platform, Windows, Android, iOS, Mac OS, Linux, even Android TV. I think those are all real. Don't miss out on all the awesome benefits for using a VPN. Go to nordvpn.com ifanboy today for a risk-free 30-day money-back guarantee. The link's in the show notes. Once again, that's nordvpn.com ifanboy. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Um, you ever feel like you really need to get something off your chest? This is this this is a, like a real thing. Like, if you're mad, if you're upset, if uh, if there's something going on, like the I, there's there's often for me an idea. Maybe it's a wrong. Maybe it's a moment. It's it's an injustice. It's something that because you, you keep going on and on over and over in your mind about it, and like that can create anger and resentment or shame, whatever it is. And very often. I have found, I am not a therapist, I have found that when you let it out, when you give it voice, when you say it out loud, um, sometimes it makes you feel better because you've, you've expressed it. And sometimes it makes you realize like, oh, this is not a big deal that I've, it's been stuck in my head. So you give voice to those things um, and it can make you feel a lot better. And shock of all shocks, therapy is one of those things that can help you do that. It can help you be able to say those things in a place where you don't need to worry about the repercussions of it, work your way through it, uh, figure out coping skills, how to get around it, you know, find, find ways to deal with that stuff instead of letting it fester. Um, if you are thinking of starting therapy, uh, if anything I said sounds familiar, you're like, oh, maybe my life would be a little better if I could deal with that kind of thing. You should give BetterHelp a try. It's fully online. It is convenient, flexible. It is suited to your schedule. That's the idea. That's what they're going for. Um, you can fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. That's a big deal. You can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. That that personal connection, I believe, to be super important. Again, I'm not a professional. Uh, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash iFanboy today. You get 10% off your first month. That is BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash iFanboy. You're listening to the iFanboy Pick the Week Podcast, episode 294, live from our hotel room in San Diego.
welcome to the San Diego Comic-Con edition of the iFanboy Pick of the Week podcast, episode 294. My name is Ron Richards. As always, I'm here with Connor Kilpatrick. Hello. And Josh Flanagan. Hello. And we are recording in our hotel room at San Diego while we are in the middle of attending the Comic-Con, um, having a good time, as always. If you're a new listener to the show, you should go back a week. Maybe you should not talk with ice in your mouth. Yeah, probably not. It's <laughs> hot. Uh, you should go back a week and listen to the show as it normally is. Because yes. Because this will be a sh- very short show. We're just talking about the books. No emails, no voicemails, no other chatter. And it's a little bit off. We're a little tired, and we're sitting on a microphone. So go back a week if you're new to the show, because this is not a good representation of a weekly. Well, podcast. hold on. It could lead to sexy results. You don't know. It's going to be a fun time. But uh, before we get into the the books themselves, we want to warn everybody that uh, we're going to talk about what happened in them. So we're going to spoil some stuff. So there's your spoiler warning. Be careful. Press pause if you don't want anything to be spoiled. And bear with us and our losing voices as it is late in the con, and we've been talking <coughs> to lots of people, and our voices hurt. It hurts. So that said, Josh had the uh, for the first time in years. Josh drew the San Diego. Comic-Con pick. I, I've never had the San Diego Comic-Con pick. This is a first for me. Yeah. Um, <coughs> wow. Uh, <laughs> Here, as he coughs in my general direction. Yeah, sorry. I tried to turn. Um, uh, you know, when I first looked at my my stack, my pull list for the week, I was I was I was like, oh, this is this is not impressive. This is not. And I, I'd been so sort of put off by Daredevil recently that I just been put off. Like he's pissing me off. No, like <laughs> like I had been a big fan. Yeah. And and it just got. Less and less and less interesting over time. Uh, you know, you can only do variations on a theme for so long before it gets. Brubaker, you know, they started off really strong, and I, I, I do so love Michael Lark's work, but really by the end of that, it was just so depressing I couldn't take it. And then uh, Andy Diggle took over, and he decided to take it even further down the well. And, and I was just like, you know what, I, I, I need to get away from this for a little bit. And um, and Mark Wade, you know, so I wasn't even all that excited about this. I thought I'll give it a try; it'll, it'll, it'll be fine. And and what I got was. Um, something that I, a I hadn't expected, but b something that was besides just being more upbeat, less less horribly depressing. Matt Murdock, because the, you know the point is, and, the, and Wade's made this. How much can you beat this guy down before it's like that's enough? But besides that, it was just a really well done issue from a from a both a first issue perspective and just a craft perspective and a, a team working together. Mark Wade and, and Paolo Rivera and, and Marcos Martin with a backup story. Uh, it was. Page after page, there was really just something neat to see on each one, and there were surprises, and there was laughs, and there was innovations in in page layouts and how you're you're showing what's happening. And I just it was it was easily it was without a doubt you know the the by far and away the best of the field this week. Uh, and if when we talk about um, you know like what the community looks, they they thought so too. And everybody we talked to on the floor, this is. The book that came well, out this week. There has not been a single negative word about this book. I haven't heard from anyone mm-hmm. at the con. Yeah. At the con, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, we talked to a lot of people at the con. And so, nothing. so basically, uh, Matt has been in the rain for basically like about five years, ten five, years. ten years, ten years. A lot of a lot of rain. There's no, Smith. Yeah, there's no rain in this book. No. That's really that's that's the, the sunshine. Yeah, there's actually panels where the, just the background's white, and it, it it's such a contrast to what we're used to seeing. Uh, and, and and basically, you know, Matt comes back from all this other stuff and they, they sort of go, yeah, some really bad stuff happened. And that's about all. <laughs> like, you know, from now on, we're going to look forward and everything's going to be fine. It's a little bit, uh, you know, easy and, and Foggy's worried about Matt. He's like, I'm just going to go one day at a time from now on and, and we're going to be all right. We're not going to worry about yeah, all that other now. stuff. Yeah, live in the now. And 
it's kind of fun because on the one hand, like you're like, that's that could go horribly wrong, but at the same time, you, you like to see it, and it sort of culminated for me in this moment where uh, it starts off as a sequence where Matt. Uh, or Daredevil, in case you don't know, uh, is at the wedding of a uh, mob boss's daughter. And there's supposed to be a, a killing or a murder or something is there to, to find out what happens. And it turns out that the spot, the villain the spot, who's basically like, like the game Portal, uh, maybe vice versa, uh, is there to kidnap a, a child. And Matt saves the day. And amazing sequence, fight sequence with the spot who can sort of reach through. I love the through. spot. I, I, it's yeah. one of the newer Spider-Man characters that a lot of people kind of make fun of the new breed, you know, like when Paul Jenkins did typeface and yeah. like stuff like that. But the spot, I think Fred Van Lenty created it in, uh-huh. in, his, in one of his brand new day stories. He's fantastic. I love it. Oh, and this, he's yeah. scary. Yeah, totally. You know, yeah. He's, he's straight up scary. Great fight sequence with just like reaching through dimensions and changing, yep. you know, what reality is. And then and then the, the, the piece de resistance is, is uh, Matt goes, hold on a second. He, dra- he kisses the bride full on the mouth yep. you know and you're just like hell yeah yep. you go get that, that Matt was, that was the moment that I realized this, this was different yeah this yeah. is gonna be different this is yeah. a brand new day yeah. <laughs> yeah and then you know they they double that up and show you know that that ends up on the front page of the Daily Bugle and then under that is this wonderful thing of wonderful shot of the spot with, with Daredevil's billy club poking through his various dimensional holes yeah which is funny <laughs> beat to hell and uh, you know Paolo Rivera is is certainly a huge part of of this, and, and just if you're going to go with a different tone, oh, well, this, this is the way to do it. Yeah, this was. I mean, art wise, this was. I mean, because so Paolo Rivera and Marcos Martin are going to trade off, and we last saw I last saw Paolo Rivera on the One Moment in Time story, uh, Spider Man story of Joe Casada, which the story might have been awful, but the um, but the art was amazing. The little touches across this, like if you look in the opening page when it's at the wedding, and the panel breaks. There's, there's a shot of Daredevil's head, and the panel breaks in two, and the white panel border is over Matt's eyes. Yeah. You know, and then and then a n- later panel, the um the na- the narration box is over his eyes. So, you know, kind of subtly mentioning the the blindness. And then when we first see the spot, yeah. it's a big half page panel of the wedding, and there's a a spot on the ground, and there's a circle panel around it. Like the some of the visual cues that he's doing are so subtle and so um, effective. Um, but all in all, like the combination of the bright colors and the the you know simpler cleaner kind of art style as opposed to a darker Alex Maleev, Michael Lark, what we've had for the past couple of years, plus Wade's happy-go-lucky story, really, like, this felt like a book from the 80s. Yeah. Like, in a good way, not in yeah. a bad retro way. You know, like, When the uh, book was announced, Marcus Martino was all anybody talked about with good reason because yeah. he's amazing, but Rivera is really the star of the book after Wade. Yeah, absolutely. The visual style is, is so, it's, that's the easiest way to tell this isn't your old Daredevil story. Yeah. Um, and the way the, the way the powers were shown the, oh. the vision in the, in the way he sees everything sort of in the, the, weird, the wireframe this wireframe also frame like the, yeah. the shot where he's figuring out who's the killer by, by listening to everybody's heartbeat and you see everyone's silhouette and just the heartbeats yep just a little, lots of little things like what, that what a, what a wonderful uh, just, just sort of way to show how a comic book can be used in some other way that we, we haven't even seen before yeah exactly uh, and then and then the backup story there's a backup story with art by Marcos Martin and again he does that as well there's a two page spread of Foggy and Matt crossing the street you just see the highlights of how Matt sees the world yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and it was just great. And it was another one of those great Marcus Martin where the main characters move throughout the two pages of the panel and you just see like all the little um, you know, radar detection moments and noises and things like that that um that Matt hears. So it's really, really, really interesting. And and finally, you know, that Mark Wade has not eschewed everything that came before because there's this really neat storyline that he was outed and people did think they knew who he was and now like some of the people think they know who he is, and some don't. And the coffee guy's like, "How's it going, Daredevil?" And he's like, "I'm not, not Daredevil." Yeah. <laughs> and and there's that that goes on a little bit with a was it a government person or another 
Kristen McDuffie, the assistant DA. Yeah, yeah. He's gonna sleep with well, her. Every, every, yeah, like, yeah. yeah, and everybody basically everybody's pissed that he's back practicing law because like he's defending somebody and and the the opposing lawyer made his identity the the issue, not the yeah. case at hand. They so, told him yeah. to stop practicing law. Yeah, exactly. Get out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which I don't understand. He's like he's like I have to. I'm a trial lawyer. Like you know you could do contracts. Like there's a lot of opportunity for people with legal legal degrees. Yeah, but he likes to grandstand. He doesn't no, want know, to be in an know, office. But maybe maybe he he's should, daredevil. Maybe he should be just doing contract negotiation. Well, I think you should take that to Mark Wade. Tomorrow. I will. I'm going to go find Mark at the con. So. I just I listen. I think you should hear me out, Mark. Right. <laughs> Two words. So uh, yeah, no, it was funny because I think this. If I think if it was any three of us, any one of us three doing the pick, it would have been Daredevil. It would have been Daredevil. Yeah. So. Yeah. And the community pick was over eighty-five percent yeah. of the pick. It's, it was, yeah, it's overwhelming. Yeah. yeah. So, all right. So uh, that was the pick of the week. What else? What else we got? We're gonna do a little round robin action. Yeah. Um, ultimate Fallout number two. Number one, number one came out last week. This is a weekly series, weekly mini. I question the need for it, yeah. and now I completely question the need for it. I didn't yeah. think this issue should. You were excited about this one because it had, had a great roster well, of artists. Well, it was there was a story by Brad, by Brian Bennett, drawn by Gabriel Hardman. A story by Hickman, drawn by Brian Hitch. A story by Nick Spencer, drawn by Lee Garbett. And I don't know why we we had this issue. Yeah. Well, I mean that's the whole that's the story of the whole miniseries. But at least there was a, at least there was a tie into the whole thing last time. This was like. It was very tangentially related to Spider-Man. It's the, yeah, the funeral. That's what's going on at the funeral. Well, that's that one. And then there's Thor. Thor daydreaming at the funeral. And then there's Rogue watching the funeral on TV. Yeah. And, and it's just like... It's the Marvel It's the Marvel masturbatory. It was like when Captain America died. Remember yeah, that? That was good. But at least yeah, that was That good. was a good issue. Yeah. yeah. So this is definitely... I'm dropping, so I just don't... I read this like, why? How many, how many, mini, how many issues of the miniseries? I think it's six. six. Oh, six, right. And it's yeah, we, it's weekly, right. too. Yeah. God, you're right. Ron, what do you got for us? Um, I have a book I've been very excited for. The uh, the first of the retroactive DC titles that uh, DC's doing the throwback issues. And the first one I picked up was uh, retroactive 1970s The Flash, this one yeah. shot. And not only was the cover treatment like an old comic from the 70s in DC with the old DC logo and everything, but it was printed on newsprint. Mm-hmm. Like it had, a, it had a real old comics feel. And it, it basically it was a Flash Grodd story that was written by Carrie Bates with art by Benito Gallego. And uh, Sal Buscema inked it, which is awesome. But um, to quote our, our good friend Tom Cater's, uh, Carrie Bates, you magnificent bastard. <laughs> because um, this was just a straight-up Barry Allen, Gorilla Grodd story. And it was fantastic. The high point being at one point when Gorilla Grodd is speaking to a journalist, um, she's doing an expose. He Basically, he's uh, genetically cloned a human being from uh, the simian genes. So it has his strength and his power and like all this stuff, but it's a human boy. And he's brainwashed uh, Iris Allen into being the mother, uh, the mother figure for the for the boy. And Barry's trying to deal with the fact that because Barry can't have kids, and it's all within the drama. But at one point, there's a journalist covering the story, and Grodd is just talking to her from a hot tub. No, no reason, no reason why he's just sitting in a hot tub talking to her. That, and that's, it, yeah. that's creepy because a, it looks way too small, and yeah. b, his knees are sticking up. Yeah, exactly. It's exactly. the knees that get me. Yeah, but. Um, but this was just, you know, another, you know, this is a classic 1970s Flash story. And if you like, you know, Bronze Age kind of stories, and there were some uh, reprint old issues and stuff like that. And it's just a lot of fun. I mean, I know these retroactive stuff by no means is like you have to read. But if you're fans of these comics during these periods, I'm going to buy a bunch of these. Like, uh, this, yeah. yeah, it's just fun. So, um, yeah, I enjoyed it a ton. So, Carrie uh, Bates, you're crazy. <laughs> going, I guess, in a completely different uh, direction. There was this thing that was set up in uh, Hellblazer. 
uh, back in the wedding uh, issue, which was, I think, my pick of the week. And um, it's awful, so I'm going to... Uh, Gemma, who's a, a Scott's or Scott, uh, John's niece, uh, was basically raped by John's demon double. So she spent the last however long it's been since that issue. It's been many, many, many months, like hating him and getting revenge on him. And this was sort of the the culmination of that story. And it did that thing that that, that Hellblazer books, books do really well, where you, you think it's kind of buttoned up, but then at the end, it's it's not at all. And. Uh, it's just another example of, of this book having been so good and this this wonderful character. And I and I, I began to think a lot about like God, how's it gonna be with when there's another Hellblazer book or another John Constantine book and it's the same guy writing it. Um and which I think it feels like a lot of a challenge. If Bendis was doing, you know, Amazing Spider Man and Ultimate Spider Man, that would be but then again he did New Avengers and Ultimate Spider Man. Yeah. So I guess it's a different guy. I'll be really interested to see how different it is because he this guy is so antisocial and you cannot give him a happy ending for stuff. You can't button things up and everyone go, everything's fine now, John. She's still pissed at him because he created the demon double who raped her, so it's sort of still his fault. Um, but it's a really sort of touching story, uh, but not in the best way. Uh, again, really great stuff. And uh, Giuseppe Camicoli is is the name that you are going to see a lot more in the future uh, when he gets off this book, I guarantee Giuseppe Camicoli? Yeah. I feel like we've already seen is he's not somebody who like he's already kind of established a little bit, but you, yeah. I think he'll be on bigger stuff. Is my guess? Okay, yeah, yeah. Well, he did a bunch of stuff at Marvel, and he, uh, yeah, yeah, but they yeah. were like low, lower yeah, yeah, tier yeah, lower sort tier. of stuff. Right, fair enough. After Daredevil, I think that my most favorite looking book this week was Avengers fifteen from Bendis and Bacello. Over cello. Uh, this was another one of the talking head issues where the Avengers are telling the story to this documentary crew that's been following them this whole time. But it wasn't all just talking head. No, no, but that's what that's the. Still using the device that he's created. Who drew that? Oh, right, right, right. And uh, it's a theory itself tie-in, so they're basically fighting the Hulk who's got a hammer. And, you know, the story itself is not as important as what is. is, is I've done a full 180 on but he is fantastic. Oh, he's awesome. And these layouts were amazing. And I, I think, I mean, I, and I think while it was, it's, you know, continuing the fear itself story move forward, but we also, we got a little more, this was mainly focused on Spider-Woman and, like, her moment in the sun as an Avenger. And, um, and we get a little, we see her and Hawkeye kiss. And now it's kind of Ms. Marvel now officially knows that it's happening because she saw it. And so a little, little, little of the drama happening. And so, yeah, it was cool. Wait, what's Ms. Marvel have to do with Hawkeye? She saw them kiss. Right, but why would she care? No, it's not a secret. No, it's not a secret. Oh. Because yeah. do you remember in the previous issue? No. Okay, well, in the previous issue, we talked about this when um, Ms. Marvel picked up on Hawkeye or oh. Spider-Woman looking at Hawkeye and be like, don't do that, don't go, you know, like warned mm-hmm. him, you know, like, and so. I like yeah. the diagonal pages, kind of like the page had been shifted. Yep. Maybe yeah. they're cut off. This, this is very great it's, sense of movement. It's really good looking. Yes. Yeah, it's great. Uh, that's, that's really cool. Yeah. He's great. He's really, really good. Um, so, of within the Flashpoint um, uh, kind of event books, you know, we were saying some of the miniseries have been, you know, keep them, drop them, keep them, drop them. Uh, the Outsider by James Robinson and Javi Fernandez, like if there's some, you know, there've been some hints that some of the Flashpoint uh, elements or characters will end up in the new DC universe. I hope The Outsider is one of them because I fucking love this. It's just great. I mean, this this was mainly just a flashback. Um, uh, to the, the outsiders skirmish with Black Adam in the seventies, and it, it was just it was, and who doesn't remember that? Right, no, but it was and how he, and how basically how the outsider beats Black Adam, um, and then it ties into it, it, at the very very end it brings it back to the current continuity. And we see Flashpoint John Jones, nice, um, yeah, which is pretty cool. 
Um, sweet, so sweet I mean, it's, boots he's got. yeah, he's got some sweet, sweet boots and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, so it's only three issue miniseries. I just hope it's not the end of this character because this these past two miniseries is very very dense but also very light. It, like I want more. What uh, a nice yeah. surprise this that yeah, has been. We, totally, I didn't been. think about it at all going into it. it wasn't one of the highlights. Like, yeah. It was all about Flash and Aquaman and Wonder Woman. This has been this has been yes. the best one. Secretly one of the best ones. Yeah. yeah. Uh, after that, uh, I want to talk about Ga- uh, Batman Gates of Gotham number three. Um, here's here's the thing about this book. I really almost love this. Yeah. You know what I mean? So close. It's, it's very it's, good. It's got a lot of things in it that I like a lot. Uh, not the least of which the uh, the Trevor McCarthy art. I really really enjoy. Um, the sort of flashing back between uh, and the historical period stuff uh, the flashing back to sort of early Gotham before it became this huge metropolis of, of you know shining spires and all that um, and you also get a lot of uh, uh, Dick as Batman which I'm, I'm totally going to miss uh, yeah. just right off I really like Dick Grayson as Batman I like sort of the learning curve of the whole thing because we've seen a lot of superheroes take on the mantle of their of of their you know the hero before them, but Batman is Batman. You know, like it's it's such a it's such an interesting and, and it could be a very long story, but who knows how that's going to end up. Um, th- there was a there was a there was one page in this. It was like a big lettering problem that the word balloon was pointed at the wrong guy, and oh. I had to go back like pages. Like, wait, what did I mess up? And yeah, I cool. I figured out that it was kind of a little mistake. It's 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 interesting because you don't see a lot of mistakes like that ever actually in, in wow. sort of big comics, but uh, it threw me off. Um, but besi- but besides that, like it's fun. I think it was uh, it, it's going to be a good little mini series. When you read it collected, it, it'll be better. I think we were talking about this when, earlier when we were reading mm-hmm. this, and the the characters in the old days are, are not identified fully in every issue, so you don't remember who is a Wayne, who is a Gate, who is a Elliot. Bob, Cobblepot, who is an Elliot. So when they just call each other by the first names, you're like, wait, which family is this? Because it's important to know who, who's who. Yeah. And that's, when you read it in the trade, it won't make a difference. But as an issue, it's they should, you know they should at least identify the character. I, I do like that. Like the Waynes aren't necessarily the heroes of it. You oh, know, yeah. they're just big industrialist families, as they would have been. They're not necessarily bad guys either. They're just playing their power games, I guess, because that's what they do. Power games. Power games. Right, was um, a, that was a movie uh, edited yeah. for the USA Network with Shannon Tweed. I, th- um, I think we need to touch on the the, the culminating chapter, the climax of the uh, on the edge of your seat DC subway uh, crossover. Famous fans, famous number fans. Four. Number four. This time we're treated to Layla Al- Ali, who I guess is Muhammad Ali's. Yeah, she's a, yeah. she's a boxer. Yeah, and um, and Jared Fogel from uh, Subway. <laughs> Um, and of which my two favorite things of this so basically uh, a manhunter is uh, Greenland is finding a manhunter in the Justice League shows up but Jared and Layla are on their way to get lunch together while they're wearing their subway branded shirts are they dating? possibly and my, my two favorite things were the fact that every time they mentioned subway subway restaurants in the word balloons subway had the little copyright arm yeah. bubble yeah and, um, you don't want to steal it. Right. And then when at one point they're at a construction site and an iron gird is falling on somebody and Jared gets the uh, knocks the construction worker out of the way. And he goes, whoa, how'd you do that? And Jared responds, by eating Subway sandwiches and my active and fit lifestyle, of course. I'm 245 pounds lighter and I even ran a marathon. This is during the saving jump. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's while, while in motion. Yeah, uh, so. Two things about this. One. Actually, kind of like the art a lot. Yeah, no, the art wasn't that the bad. The art with you, that was pretty good. <laughs> yeah. That was by uh, Adam Archer. And two, uh, a huge missed opportunity in not using Jared's giant pants for something. Yeah, I, I agree. Like a sail or something. 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 Yeah, they yeah. should have been Catch involved. Catch a guy. Catch yeah. a fallen guy. Yeah. Something like that. Do you see it in the very, on the very last page? You see Hal Jordan and Layla kind of getting a little, yes. little flirt action oh. going on there? Yeah. So, um, 
And for some reason, the, the Justice League swings in and Batman swings in and does nothing. <laughs> he was observing. That, yeah, he swings in. And the Flash runs circles around the Manhunter. Lois, uh, not Lois, Wonder Woman wraps him with the lasso. Um, Sp- uh, Superman uses the heat vision. Melts the concrete. And Batman does nothing. Yeah. So. Well, Green, Green Lantern doesn't do anything either. Well, no, he did. Oh, wait, oh no, he's uh, earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, he showed up first. With the You're boxing right. glove. You're right. Yeah, so. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. That Wonder Woman lowest clip will be funnier in, about few, in a few months. It will be, no, yeah, can, you tell me what, can you tell me what we've been talking about? <laughs> yeah. Um, but I read about that in the pages of War of the Green Lanterns Aftermath, um, which is the first issue of two, which is continuing the end of the War of the Green Lanterns, which, much like Ultimate Fallout, I don't know why we need this. It was yeah. literally just re- like everyone bitching about Sinestro and Ganthet feeling sorry for himself and Hal Jordan being stuck on Earth and and it just yeah it's yeah no one to blame but yourself Generation Hope number nine uh, I don't buy this book but I bought it because it's Kieran Gill and Jamie McKelvey and this story's been hyped up a lot it's Kieran's sort of allegory to the um, teen gay teen, suicide teen gay suicide problem that been on the microscope lately could have been better. It was it was very subtle, and that's weird because it's titled better. Yeah, called better. Yeah, I mean it was very. I mean I, it was very very good. But I and the, the art, I I, I you know, it was McKelvey, so of course I loved it. Um, but the, it, it was very very subtle. And I really expected more of a oomph to it. It yeah. really, yeah. Even even the subtlety wasn't a problem. It just it just didn't. It didn't really hit the issue like I thought it would. I really yeah. thought they'd be, they'd spend more time on it. Um, yeah. Basically, the story is that there's a bunch of college students and. Um, they're looking at mutant websites because their mutants are like a sexual fetish. Yeah, and, they're playing uh, truth or dare, and one admits he wants to have sex with a mutant, and then that's, it gets them to start talking about mutants, and then one student's powers manifest. Well, he tries to manifest right at that party, and his face yeah. starts to melt, and so then he gets picked on, they make a website about him, they put mm-hmm. him on YouTube, and then so he kills himself, and the Generation Hope, they, they had been already looking for him, yeah. and so they show up right as he dies, and so they get all pissed off. And yeah. It just, I, I really thought it'd be more of an oomph. I don't know what I was expecting, but not, not what I got. Yeah, I mean, it was very, like, there was there was one that kind of went, when they get there, and they see that the guy died, um, and there's a, a page of reaction and Hope yelling at the kids. I like and, that page. Yeah, it was page. good, but it, it was all silent, and it yeah. just, and the only, the only dialogue was, we have to be better, and it was very... I like the... Um the larger panel borders, yeah, the, the sort of yeah. thicker spaces between the panels. That's a nice yeah. little way of saying it's you know t- uh, pacing it. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I thought I thought a lot of the a lot of the meaning came out in the epilogue with the Wolverine and the and the Tetsuo guy um, when the, he goes back to, to to kind of take revenge and Wolverine talks him out of it and you know we get the it gets better moment. Yeah. You know, like that that was good. But yeah, I mean it was I thought I, I thought it, it was good. It was powerful, but could have been more powerful. Could have been less subtle. Yeah. Um, so. Um, Hulk Fear Itself uh, well just Hulk 37 um, again not Gabriel Hardman on art I'm just going to say that every issue we talk about but the artist on this um, was actually really good again like much like Patrick Zerker was Patrick Zerker? Him. no it wasn't this time around it was um, Elena Cassandra 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 <laughs> keep going Elena Casagrande um, big house and uh, it was actually it was, it was really really good and this this kind of um it, it had a very Tommy Lee Edwards kind of feel to it. Um, Are they just doing different artists every time now? Until I, I don't know. Until they yeah, figure out what to do? I, I don't know. Um, I just, I don't know. Harvard's doing three, right? He's doing three, Shark? Possibly. I don't remember the details. But um, this is this is just kind of more chronicling the Red Hulk's fight against the thing in New York during um, during uh, Fear Itself before the tower falls. And we get some bitchin' Modoc. So that's that's all I needed to make me happy. Uh, I want to talk about Batman Super. So I'm sorry, Superman Batman number eighty six. It's the second part of this. Um, Say it right. This uh, Josh Vialkov story about um, 
basically there's a news reporter who had figured out who Batman was and he was killed. So some people thought Batman did it. And then Clark Kent, not Superman, goes to investigate and he's trying to figure out what to do. Like, like, like part of his journalistic integrity thinks, well, maybe, maybe the story does need to be published or, uh, so he's sort of caught in between his two worlds is something I really like. Two things though, that stood out in this issue that were fantastic. Uh, one, they sort of tempted the Lucius Fox, attempted to come up with a reason for and an explanation for how Batman gets away with having all this Wayne tech stuff and the insurance, you know, that, that works around it. And it was, it was kind of like, all right, that was, that was a good swing at it. It kind of makes sense. That works a little bit. Apparently all the, all the stuff that gets stolen from Wayne tech gets reimbursed by insurance, but that insurance company is also owned and funded by Bruce Wayne. What? Huh? Um, and then finally matches Malone made appearance and he looks extra skeezy. (laughs) As you can see, I enjoy matches of a lone <laughs> Oh man, I just—I think Batman. I think Bruce Wayne loves to go out and and just be matches Malone for a little while. Yeah. Rumpled suit, chewing on a match, really bad glasses, big glasses, bad glasses, and a mustache. Looks kind of like Gordon, actually. Yeah, not, yeah. not Gordon Intern, who's also here. But yeah, Gordon, yeah. police commissioner, Gordon. Um, but Matt matches Malone. You know, that's, that's just a good time. I'm out of books. Anybody else got books? I'm out of books. To talk about? Uh, other books came out, but... Other books came out. I didn't get the middle of the... I got through the majority of my stack, but not everything. It's uh, hard. We're in San Diego. The only other thing that I would bring up would be uh, Witch Doctor number two. Uh, which uh, I, I really enjoyed in the same way. And if you miss Witch Doctor number one, you just read two. It's fine. You'll be totally okay. Uh, baby demon possessions. Except they're not babies. They're horrible monsters. The baby's, the baby's most likely dead. That's what they said. But uh, it pushes the boundaries of, of what makes people comfortable. But it's also very funny and uh, exciting. So I would check that most out. Most likely dead or mostly dead? Mostly dead. So, um, cool. Well, those are the books that we enjoyed. You all went and reviewed and, and rated and stuff like that. And we're not going to go through any user reviews, but we're just going to highlight the community pick of the weeks. And so the number fifth uh, pick of the week, number fifth <laughs> highest pick of the week, with 1%, one percent of the pick wow, of the week percentage is Transformers number 22 from IDW. Wow. Tells you something about this week, I think. Yeah. Um, number four with 1% Jeez. was Witch Doctor number two. Number three with 1.5% <laughs> was Batman Gates of Gotham uh, number, number three. three. Uh, number two was uh, with with 9% was Lock and Key Clockworks number one. The, the first issue was the fifth, uh, the fifth, yeah, fifth, the volume. fifth, fifth volume of Lock and Key. And the number one book that was picked the week was this might be honestly a, f- a record. A record. Eighty-five percent of the pick of the week's Daredevil number one. Yeah. So uh, it looks like you know I didn't get that one wrong. Lord knows it looks like it was better than Batman Knights of Vengeance number two. So <laughs> what are you doing? So, so, oh, speaking, well, of that, that back up. Oh, speaking of that, a little follow up. We heard back from JMC who wrote into the email, and um, uh, we had an exchange, and we're all good. Yeah, let's leave it at that. How's it that? He. Uh, he kind of saw some of the points we made and con- con- made some concessions, and yeah, everybody can be happy. Exactly. So we're all good. So anybody who was concerned about that story, it had a happy ending, not the kind you're thinking of. <laughs> or maybe just the kind we're thinking of. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, it's been a week. Right? Trapped in a room with these guys for four days. It's yeah. Kind of stuff happens. We need to stop now. <laughs> so yes. Yeah, so uh, tune in uh, to our video show coming up this Wednesday, where we're gonna have uh, and Wednesdays for the foreseeable future, <laughs> where we have some coverage from San Diego oh, no. Comic Con. Um, have you guys been having a good time at the con? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So we've had a great time. Yes. <laughs> if you came to our party, thank you. If we yes. met you on the floor, you said hi, thank you. If you came to the podcasting panel, thank you. And I'm sorry. And uh, 
By the way, if you want to know about the future Eisner stars, you should probably pay attention <laughs> to stuff that we like. Is yeah, because it I'm looks saying. like we called a lot of good ones. But um, but yeah, it's been awesome. It's been great. And again, from what was going on at Comic Con, what was going on at Trickster, what was going on all over the place, this is a great, great show for comics. Yes, there's a lot of superfluous bullshit, but if you look, if you just look at the comics, it's been awesome. It's been really cool. Um, we've seen a lot of really cool stuff get announced. Um, we talked to Brian K. Vaughn. We talked to tons of great creators. We talked to Mark Wade. So you're going to want to stay tuned and, um, and check out all the video coverage. And a huge, huge shout out and thank you and pat on the back to the iFanboy uh, writing staff who covered the site while we've been here. Paul, Jim, Ryan, everybody who's helped out and wrote stuff up. Paul particularly. Everybody out there should, you know, kind of give Paul Send a Send Paul an email. Yeah. Paul at iFanboy. Yeah, just thank him. Yeah, Paul <laughs> at iFanboy.com. Just a subject line thanks and just say that we appreciate what you do because he kicked ass. So thank you, you know, thank you to Paul. Um, yeah, good times. Before yeah. too long, uh, you can probably expect a Captain America special edition podcast. Yeah. Uh, we saw it and we just have to get a chance to do it. We're uh, when, middle of a con. If you it was a bad know, release time. If you want to, yeah, it was rough. But if you want to know what uh, an initial idea of what we thought about, Connor wrote a great review that went live on Friday on the website. Yep. So you go check that out. But initially, thumbs up all around? Oh, I think so. Yeah, I think so. Too. Gordon, the intern, what, what was your one word review of Captain America? Loudly. I liked it. Those three words. Shoot. I. I thought he was just going to say boobs. <laughs> so, all right. Um, Get so I, over to ifanboy.com. Uh, as we said, all the San Diego stuff that we can manage to get up there uh, is up there. All the, all the big things that are happening uh, are up there. And then uh, as we go through the week, I'm sure there will be other announcements and fallouts and things like that. So it's a place you want to be to discuss the stuff that's going read, on in comics. Read Josh's Pick yes. Week review. Check out all the stuff from the week. Check out, if you're coming next week, check out the video show coming up. Check out all the stuff we do there. Yeah. And be sure to follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash iFanboy, as well as over on Facebook, on facebook.com slash iFanboy. And if you're on Google+, we're on Google+, as well, plus.to slash iFanboy, or gplus.to slash iFanboy. I lost you. There. Yeah, so. <laughs> um, all right, cool. So uh, we thank everybody for putting up with this abbreviated show. We'll be back at full force next week. Hopefully our voices will have recovered. Um, no promises. No promises, none if, whatsoever. If not more than just our voices. I hope to be able to go back to walk. What? You're not. You're, you're tired. <laughs> the rest of us all look at each other like, what? what? Connor has lupus. That's what I meant. <laughs> why oh. would you? Why? Oh. Why? Oh. Sorry. So until next time, I'm Ron. I'm Connor. I'm sorry. Gordon the intern. I'm Gordon the intern. We're getting segues next year. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>